Hello, hello. I'm Dr. Felicia Mebin, Executive Director of the Center for Public Health Initiatives at Norfolk State University, and this is Health Healing and Hampton Roads. And I am so excited to have with me today someone I just met, very exciting, Kayla. Steed Saylor, hello. My name is Kayla Steed Saylor. I am a community health worker with Sentara Medical Group. Nice. And you had to say that because I'm sorry. I, I have never heard that last name before. <laughs> it is unique, yes. Where are you from? I'm actually born and raised here. Um, I like to call myself a hybrid because half of my life was spent in Norfolk. The other half was spent in Virginia Beach. So I am a hybrid of the two. I can't separate it. <laughs> okay. Um, and then my last name is from my husband. Um, he had both last names and he just did not want to separate it. He wanted it to be something completely new. So we are the Steed Sailors. Okay. Okay, hold on a moment, because I don't think I've heard of this before. So yes. what were the two parts? So one was Steed, that was his father's last name, and Sailor is his mother's last name, and he wanted to keep both. And since I married him, I had to take both. Oh, okay, <laughs> now I get it. Yes. That makes total yes. sense. That's and awesome. so where is he from? He's actually from Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, let, uh, let him tell it the best place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Behind here, okay? Right. Exactly. <laughs> As we all know. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you are from both Norfolk and Virginia yes. Beach. So where were you born? Uh, so I was born actually at DePaul um, Hospital, and I lived in the Janif area, so very close to here, Poplar mm -hmm. Halls. That's my old stomping ground. Love it. Uh -huh. And then um, when I was about 10, 11, I moved over to Virginia Beach, uh, Glenwood, Salem Kid. Oh, okay. You know, the works, like I said, uh, very influential. Both places raised me. I can't separate them. <laughs> nice. So why are you still here? I know you love it here. Yeah. But anything in partic any particular reason why you're still um, here? So I have been other places, mm -hmm. but nothing meets what I have here. It's something just about the people. It's just, I don't know if it's the vibe in the air. It's just, I'm, I know these people. I know how we move. I know how we think. Like, I get it. I'm used to it. And it's comfortable. And it's no place like it. It really isn't. There's no place like Virginia Beach. Oh, that is so amazing. How, love you know, I, I, I love that in part because I grew up in North Carolina mm -hmm. and I love um, growing up in North Carolina and everything. But it was difficult yeah. as well um, because I grew up in a very rural, which yes. I can't say easily, um, socially conservative area. Yes. And there were a lot of challenges. Yes. I don't know that I have that enthusiasm about the place that I grew up, even though there are a lot of wonderful people there. Yeah. So I'm always so excited when people say, oh, yes, this is where I'm from. And it's amazing. I love it here, man. <laughs> the water, you're 30 minutes from the water. You can't beat that. You can't. <laughs> nice. I mean, I love North Carolina in general, but, you know, there are challenges. Yes. I guess there are challenges everywhere. There there, right? are. There are. They're, you know, it wasn't all easy here in, in, you know, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, but it was worth it and it all built me. So That's I amazing. Take it. I, take I it. love that. <laughs> I, love, I love that. So you mentioned that you're a community health worker. So let's get into that. Yes. Yes. What does that mean? What's a community health worker? So for me, how I label it, honestly, I label as a person that is assisting with resources or assisting a patient or just a person kind of just getting on their feet or getting in a more stable position than when they started. Um, will we fix everything? No, this, we're just going to be honest. But can we try to get you in some better things than um, where you started at? Yes, we definitely are going to try our all to get you better than where you started. Okay. 
Okay, so let's unpack that a little yeah. bit. Okay. So how did you find out about that? You know, honestly, it was through my pastor. I was job searching at the time, and I got this call um, in the middle of me putting in an application. My pastor was like, oh, I, I have this job that I think you would you know, fit really good for. Um, it's a community health worker. I never heard anything of it, never knew about it. And I remember I applied, and like the first uh, two weeks <laughs> when I got there, I was so the first day I was so confused of like, what is this? What what is it like? What am I actually doing? And through the training, through the uh, you know process of working, I finally was kind of like, okay, I think I get what this is. It's pretty much being personable, as being a real person. It's just understanding things happen in life and just trying to fix it. Like, how can we try to get you in a better position? How can we help? That's nice. honestly how I You're feel. You're a community about it. help worker. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Very exciting. So talk about the training that you've had then. So the training, um, as far as, you know, um, the entity I, I work for, Sentara, went, we had pretty much about, mm, I say, a couple weeks to maybe four weeks of just training on how to be a person, how to understand people, how to read people, how to, you know, understand your tone, how to understand people's different perspective. It was really more about the person, not so much what you're going to do, you know, as far as your day to day, but just the person, because you need to connect with that person. That person has to trust you to some degree if you're going to, you know, be working together for X amount of time. So really just digging into being a human and being a person and listening. That was really, that was very extensive, just listening. Hear what they have to say. Don't interrupt them. Just let them come to you and, and build that trust. That is awesome. And also, it's a really great skill to have in any kind of exactly. role, right. basically, Agreed. right? Agreed. Right? So let me back up just a little bit for folks who are listening. If you've never heard this term, community health worker. So there are people in communities mm -hmm. who want to help people. Yes. And sometimes they're not called community health workers. Yes. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they're just people at your church mm -hmm. or people at the community center. And they are there to be a resource for people when they're having challenges with their life in some kind of way. Absolutely. right? And so in this particular case, it's related to health. So say you're looking for information for resources because you have diabetes or um, you actually got some care, but you're looking for other kinds of information. Right. So mm -hmm. basically they're a resource resource and they really are people who live in the communities who absolutely. are helping the people who are in their communities absolutely that's that's is it. that good was, that's, was yes. that good at a yes a plus <laughs> that is perfect i, nice. I couldn't have said it better great and so one reason i say that is because it is so critical and important that we have people from communities working with people from communities, yes. right, from the same community. Yes. So that's why it's amazing that you do what you do. That was actually one of the things um, our boss was when we were getting hired. That was one of the things they were interested in. Where are you from? Like, what part of the city are you from? Where did you grow up? What mm -hmm. school did you go to? Because they really wanted people that were in the community that knew, you know, what's going on in the community. They know the layout. They know the people. Right. That was something that was very very, very important to uh, our bosses. Nice. And so in addition to the training of engaging with people, do you have to have any, say I wanted to be a community health mm -hmm. worker, which I think I do want to do the training. But anyway, as an aside, um, do you have to have any kind of health training in advance? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I have zero. 
have zero. Now, since then, they're definitely um, can definitely get you certifications and things along the way. But mm-hmm. starting out, you don't have to have anything. That is really yeah, cool. I loved it. Yes, and as a follow up, there there are resources that are more formal. So as you mentioned, you can get certifications yes, and other absolutely. kinds of training. Yeah. So again, there's really a spectrum of the ways that people can be involved to help people. Yes. I love that. You yes. don't have to be a physician or no. a nurse. We love our nurses and physicians. However, right. everyone, everybody doesn't want to be one. Right. <laughs> so. yes. All of them are important. We all need all of them. Everybody is needed. Exactly. So can you tell us a little bit more about the unit at Centera in which you work? Um, yeah, so um, pretty much what we do um, with us community workers, we pretty much are, especially right now, we are trying to get more integrated into our healthcare system and in our um, hospitals so that um, doctors can start referring patients to us when it comes to social issues, such as, you know, if they're stressed out about, you know, their bills. Well, you know, that's going to make their blood pressure go up. Well, if we can get somebody that can help them, you know, find some resources to take care of their bills, then their blood pressure could, you know, get lower, their stress can get lower. It ultimately can do us all good. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at right now. It's so far, um, pilot wise, it has been a success. (laughs) Um, We have been well, I can only speak for myself. We've kind of been a little overloaded with um, as many patients as we're being referred, but it's great that they're starting to acknowledge and just see that they're there's more help. There's more things that can be done. It's not just solely on the physician to, you know, they can work on the, the health side and we can help on, help on the social side. Nice. Um, so that's where we are right now. And it's, it's going well. It's going nice. Well. <laughs> so are there any social workers in this group? Yes, yes ma'am. We do. We do. So have. do you know, like, so what's the difference there? Do you know? So with social workers, there's just a little bit more things that they can do. Like, for instance, like um, they can pick up their patient. We can't pick them up. We can't take them anything. We can't. Um, well, yeah. no well I'm can. sorry. When you say pick up, you mean transportation? Yeah. We, okay. Yeah. Okay. So like social workers can pick up their patient and take them to their appointment. Oh, okay. Um, CHWs, we're, well, at least as far as Centera is concerned, we're not allowed to do those. Um, we're not allowed to, you know, like give any of our own personal monies or things like that, even though it like oh man you probably want to help people right. as much that's, as you can but all. we have to that's be careful all. about that yes, yeah. <laughs> and exactly that's right. exactly what they they mention mm-hmm. um but social workers just can get a little more into the sociology of the patient than we can mm-hmm. um so they may have more um, complex patients that may have different mental um disabilities and things like that because they have that training to mm-hmm. handle that Right. As right. opposed to us, we not so much on that side. Right. Yeah. And so and that's the key training. Right. right. So there are levels of care and support. Absolutely. And so community health workers can come in at one level. And then we have our social workers who are trained to do certain types of things. Our pharmacists are trained to do certain types of things, nurses, yes. et cetera. Yes. And the whole package is what we're hoping will provide the best care for the person, whether they're in the medical setting or not. You got it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. So literally, are you in a Centera hospital or sort of where do you where do you work from? Actually, technically, yes, we kind of are right now because we just moved buildings Um, for for right now. We are actually in um, a hospital um, 
Bayside, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did used to have our build our own building on Glen Rock. Um, but there, I guess there are some leasing issues. But we're actually building a big park is what kind of like Google. Google has their oh, own okay. like, park like thing. a business park. Yes. And that's yeah. what we're trying to build. So that's where we're at right now until that gets built in uh, the region area. Okay. I don't know the exact streets, but that area is where we're supposed to be moving our big park to. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so one of the reasons that you and I are connected is because Norfolk, Norfolk State received some funds to support community health workers yes, in yes. this region. And so we are really excited to identify folks out there. So if you, if anybody out there is listening and you are a community health worker, I'm going to put a little plug in right now. Please send an email to publichealth at nsu.edu so that we can connect with you and help build an alliance of community health workers in Hampton Roads. So how have you been connected to that? Um, so I we've actually been uh, connected as far as with Taylor. Uh, she, uh, Daniel Taylor, I'm not sure if everyone's aware. Um, but she's been uh, letting us, informing us of different things going on in the city or in the community that we can be a part of. As of right now, um, actually, I just missed an email from my boss about signing up for some additional events. So I actually will have to look into that. Okay. okay. <laughs> but yes, we've actually, uh, she keeps us in contact with what's going on in the NSU side and just mm-hmm. things that we could be a part of or tag along with. Right. Um, that's that's nice. So again, we're trying to support our community health workers in part because it's a great opportunity for folks out there. Um, now, do you have any aspirations to do anything else in healthcare? Or you know, since being in this um, space, especially with my like my colleague, she's actually uh, preparing to be a doctor or get her doctorate. Um, being around her and then my boss, which is a, a nurse, being around all of the these medical professionals, mm-hmm. it does kind of rub on you. Um, but, you know, my thing, actually, I, I'm more interested in dentistry, believe okay. it or not. <laughs> That's, that's, actually, that's care as well. <laughs> right, that's a part of the care. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's been what I've kind of been interested. I know off off camera we were talking about um, going back into school, and that's actually one of the things that I was looking into going back for was dentistry because I actually really love teeth. Oh, <laughs> even or not. That's awesome. First of all, there's a lot of demand. Yeah. Second of all, for a person of color, dentist, <laughs> yes, a lot yes. of demand. That's right. And also, it is part. I mean, dental care is part of overall. Healthcare, actually, right? I mean, people don't put enough emphasis on that. Um, I know that in the dental field, I think there's a lot of advocacy and lobbying to sort of raise the importance of it because Mm -hmm. insurance doesn't cover it in the same way. But what's happening related to that is really important. Yay. (laughs) Very exciting. And again, I I do think I uh, really appreciate the roles of community health workers, both because you don't have to do anything else for people who just want to be in their community and do it. That's amazing. We need that. Right. If it's an entryway into something else, that's nice, too. It's all good. But if you want to just do this, you can do this, too. Exactly. (laughs) That's right. So tell us a little bit about some of the trends or issues or challenges that you've been seeing in our communities. Um, Definitely, Alfred, I can easily say one of the biggest um, issues we've ran into is housing. It's just, I mean, me and my colleague, we just sometimes will sit there and just like, what what do we do? What What's going on? What, you know, some people have, um, you know, even suggested us talking to, you know, some governmental officials. And I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, great, let's do that. Who do we talk to? Who can we get involved with or get in tied with that can 
I guess lead us in the direction of at least timing. Is there is it coming in a certain amount of time? Do it is it more space? Is it more money? What is needed to get more housing? Because that is number one the issue. The number one issue that we're seeing with our patients is just housing issues. Either you know just you know. Rent, oh, sorry. either just rental issues or actually just finding a place to live and, and having it be affordable and that's an issue on all yeah, scales you have to say affordable <laughs> yes. housing for sure that's an issue on on all scales um but yes that is just numero uno we're just like what do we do where are we gonna go how do we help these people in that in this particular case so that that's where i'm still trying to find the answers that's interesting yes i think I think leaning in on the alliance that you're working with Danielle Taylor to build the CHW Alliance, mm-hmm. I think take it take it there Absolutely. because we're trying to bring together folks like yourself yeah. who know firsthand the challenges and then as a group, as you were saying, maybe as a group, yeah. community health workers can advocate Absolutely. for what's needed in these specific communities. I like that. That sounds like a plan. Okay. <laughs> sounds like a plan Again, to me. publichealth at nsu.edu. <laughs> yes. If you have ideas, you let us know. And I will make sure that uh, we share that with our community health Definitely. workers. <laughs> so exciting. So tell us about a day in the life of a community health worker. And just let me preface this by saying, when people ask me this question, <laughs> I always wonder, are you kidding me? Like, no, there's no day that's going to be like all the other ones. But just tell us some of the typical things that you might do. Pretty much. Yeah, that was just what I was about to say. No day is really the same. But for the most part, um, we come in, we have, well, I come in, I have a report that we run um, because we, our particular grant specializes in COVID. So we're pretty much, we'll look for any um, discharge COVID patients and we'll reach out to those patients first just to see um, how they're doing now that they're back at home. And if there's any assistance that they may need while they're quarantining, because that was a biggie. Um, People would be out of work from anywhere to five, maybe seven, maybe even more days. Mm -hmm. And for most people you miss two, three days out of work, that's a big deal come, you know, paycheck time. Right. So that was a, a, a big thing. Um, after we do that, reach out to those patients. Um, now we have patients that were being referred to um, from the hospital. So we'll reach out to those, do a little bit of background, just kind of get an understanding of what's going on, what the situation is. Um, after that, pretty much the rest of that time is just research. Research, 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 <laughs> trying to find resources to help those patients. So, um, you know, like if yeah, I have a COVID patient that's going to be out of work for seven days, I'm looking to try to find places that can help with the rent or that can help with the water or help with gas, um, which a lot of people um, are actually really grateful for, you mm-hmm. know, to have people to call and to see, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Just that. And it's actually, um, it's been a really great, great experience having good responses from people, um, even when they're sick and they're not feeling so great that, oh, wow, thank you for calling. I didn't know, I didn't know you guys did that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big one that we get. And it's actually really nice to, to get that. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, but that includes a variety of skills as you said right so you're talking to people but it's on the phone which is its own skill (laughs) and then you're doing research because you're having to look up resources specific to their situation um so again very important life skills i think actually as well right (laughs) i agree i agree i think so can you give us an, a, a more specific example of somebody, Not na- no names, of course, but a specific situation that you help with? Um, so when I first started, I had a patient um, 
that was, you know, pretty independent, uh, was a little elderly, um, but, you know, just not that they didn't want to work with me. It's just they were a little like, ah, I can like, do who it. Who is I'm, this? Right. What is happening? Right. And I can, you know, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I don't want to, you know, make a mess of anything because they were actually having issues with their SNAP benefit. Um, they hadn't got it. They were, they received a letter saying that they were going to receive it, but that was three months ago and they hadn't received the car. They haven't received the benefit. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sorry, okay. SNAP. Defined for folks. So SNAP is pretty much a supplemental um, uh, income that provides you um, uh, funding for food. Um, You know, as of right now, there is some controversy going on with it right now because they have made major cuts. um, But it is still um, a great resource, especially if you have children or if you're single, living on your own. You know, any help, any assistance that you can get do do take it Mm -hmm. um for those that don't know um but yes so he had received everything but just hadn't hadn't got his benefits so i pretty much had to kind of go back and forth with the snap office on hey this this man had been awarded it he received the letter saying that hey he's going to get it but it's three months has gone by and nothing's happened this man needs to eat he needs you know needs his food well come to find out through you know a back and forth of conversations he finally did receive his card and the amount that he thought he was going to receive was no longer he actually received like triple what he was told he was going to receive there when they li- went back in the paperwork there was you know i guess some issues with you know the amount and they gave him the correct amount and it was like i said triple what he was actually supposed you know told he was going to get initially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and he was so ecstatic he was like oh, i just went and filled up my entire refrigerator you know oh, just to make sure everything's awesome. okay and i was it was really exciting that you know just yes it was you know some phone calls but you know we were I was still able to get him somewhere better than where he ended up that he didn't have to not have any uh supplement or any snap but he has you know more than what he attended so that was that was really exciting for me to be able to accomplish I guess not that absolutely no you did right (laughs) because it I mean eventually it might have gotten worked out but you're the reason it happened in that timely manner right I I like to think so yeah that sounds good (laughs) that sounds really great that's and no and now I understand why you're you're ready to advocate because that's exactly what you were doing right right exactly Um, and that's another part of I don't know if I've ever said that up here but that is another part is advocating really it is honestly sometimes just being a voice for that person Mm -hmm. sometimes Sometimes we'll have to talk to their rent office. Sometimes we'll have to talk to their property managers. And it's just really being an advocate and another voice for them. Wow, that mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was that specific. Yeah, I didn't realize it either. Too. <laughs> so we talked about it. Like, oh yeah, you're right. That does happen. Yeah, <laughs> you do it so much, you don't you don't think about it. You just do it. You know. That is that is so exciting. So I am totally going to switch gears here. I moved here to Hampton Roads about six years ago. So, what do you do for fun in Hampton Roads? What do I do for fun? Um, I do probably, honestly, the beach. I'm a beach girl. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Um, And pretty much, I like to just hang out with my friends, I guess, because I'm a little bit older now. I'm, you know, touching 30. Um, Older? Okay. (laughs) 
I'm just gonna let that slide to the slide to the side. Slide to the side. <laughs> respectfully, respectfully. Um, yeah, so I like to just hang out with my friends, and you know, because um, I I like to decor my house in a special way. So I like to have my friends over, and you know, let them see my decor and my new cups. Because uh-huh. I'm, I'm always in Hobby Lobby. So <laughs> look at my new cups. Look at my new my new rug. Ah, oh, it's so nice. That yeah, that's me. That's what I'm doing. Oh, that is so nice. <laughs> One thing I do like to do is to explore places. And sometimes I work a lot, so I don't get around as much as I would like to. But I, one thing I like about this area is there seem to be a lot of, di- there's a lot of geography to explore. I like the beach. I like the the parks. I yeah. like the, you know, you can go to the different parts of Hampton Roads and have a different experience, which I think is really cool. Agreed. Agreed. My mom is, is doing that. She's so big on exploring and finding. She's always texting me new places like, oh, did you go to this new restaurant? I'm like, mom, how did you find this place? <laughs> like, it's, oh my gosh, I need to get out. Like, she's living her best life. <laughs> hey, moms are allowed. Yes, she should. Absolutely. Please continue to, mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> I did hear something about Norfolk being a food town, oh, like yeah. a, a town for foodies. Yeah. Is there a lot of really interesting restaurants and experiences? I'm still trying to find all of them. So if you have some places, please let me know. <laughs> I know there's a really good spot, uh, No Frills Grill in Norfolk. I believe it's the Ghent area, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, that place is so good. Okay. <laughs> so if you ever have chance to get there, go there and sit outside. It's it's a vibe out there. Nice. <laughs> and no uh, compensation was paid for that. No, <laughs> no. <the> announcement. <laughs> That's totally for free. <laughs> it has been amazing talking yes. to you. I am just so thrilled to know more about you as a community health worker and your connection to the community. So thank you for all that you're doing to help the community. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. I, like I said, I'm such a fan of this place that I'm, I'm fangirling on the inside trying to keep it all in. <laughs> which would, And this place would be WNSB specifically. Yes, yes exactly. I, I didn't know which name I should go by, but That's yes, <laughs> I'm such a fan. Uh, well, we'll say WNSB and Norfolk State just to round it out. Thank you so much and thank you to everyone who is listening, again, I am Dr. Felicia Mebbin, and this is Health Healing and Hampton Roads.